Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone and welcome back to a, another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Uh, my name is Scott Jennison and I'm the Acquisitions Manager here at Streamline Property Buyers. Today we uh, mark an update day. Yes, it is the day that um, we spend a lot of time prior to hitting record, collating the data, interpreting that data to help you, the listeners, make sense of what we're actually seeing through the data, but also reporting on what we are seeing on the ground. I'm Melinda Jennison, Managing Director here at Streamline Property Buyers. Um, I hope you find some value in this episode today. So the listeners that I, I haven't updated for a while, being a market update, I better do a weather update as I normally do, or haven't done for a while, but... Um, those that aren't in Brisbane, it's uh, quite warm and muggy up here and we're getting a few storms. So quite normal around this time of year in February. And we're probably about a week away, I think, roughly a week away from the anniversary of the uh, the floods that hit Brisbane in 2022 in February. And we can't um, forget the enormity that an event like that has on the market as a whole, but on consumer sentiment. And we've seen a shift in buyer behaviour uh, off the back of that that big flood event. Um, and of course, we still experience those times where the skies open, the, the rain comes down and you think the roof's going to cave in. That's Brisbane. That's the weather systems that we do experience up here. And we are a river city. So it's important for you as a property buyer to understand that Brisbane is different. And therefore, when you're buying in Brisbane, it's really important to understand the impacts that can affect you as a buyer that might be different to buying in a lot of other locations. So if we jump into the market update, um, 2022 to 23, um, big changes. Um, it's interesting to get get off the back of Christmas and into the new year and everyone sort of settles down in that um, that January period. Um, we get back to a bit of normality in, in the February when all the kids go back to school and, and we get to see what's actually happening. Um, something we've probably noticed is um, there's a lot of buyers out and about at the moment. So It'll be interesting to see what um, what's happening after that and what the data reflects a bit as well. Yeah, look, we've definitely seen a shift in the buyer activity on the ground throughout January and the first couple of weeks in February here in Brisbane. Um, that's definitely not across the board for all property types. But, you know, we have experienced some open homes where there have been in excess of 50 or 60 groups through those properties. Um, and yet there will be other open homes where you might only get um, three or four groups through. So it's very location specific and property specific. I will say that up front. But, you know, when we compare the general conditions across the board um, throughout November and December, compare that with January and February, there's been a shift um, there's been a shift on the ground, there's been a shift in buyer activity, and that's reflecting through in some of the more immediate data that we have access to, but not so much in the settled sales data. Uh, and you'll recall with the podcast that we uploaded last week on the Brisbane Property Podcast, we talked a lot about um, the difficulties with relying solely on data, remembering that median values um, are always looking in the rear view mirror. And whilst we'll always report on median values in our market updates on this podcast, we'll also provide the context of what we're seeing on the ground because quite often that's an indication of, you know, what might happen in the months ahead. Yeah, and, and as you said, like on the ground, as, as we have now said a few times, a lot of buyers are out. So getting those buyers, things things like lending data, um, what are we sort of seeing on that? That side of it, because obviously that lending data is going to something that's going to lead into um, those buyers coming into the market. 
Um, what sort of things are we seeing back on that? Look, it's been an interesting observation um, because lending activity across the board has been heightened. It has been elevated. Although when you look a little closer, um, the majority of that lending has actually been uh, refinancing activity and not new lending. So it's really important to break down the big headline data. Um, when we look at new loan commitments for properties that are being purchased. Um, for housing, that's actually declined 29.8% between December 2021 and December 2022. So, you know, we're down nearly one third in terms of the total volume that we are seeing being uh, borrowed towards new purchases. So um, that's probably the first uh, lending information that we'd like to share. Um, we can also have a look at lending data to break down the composition of buyers to some extent. So we can look in Queensland to see what percentage of lending is going to first home buyers, what percentage is going to, um, to investors, um, and then what the balance is, which would indicate uh, property buyers who are upgrading um, a home. Now, first home buyer activity has definitely changed um, from January 2021 through to January 2023. Um, in fact, it's in, it's decreased by 53.1%. So we saw a huge um, increase in first home buyer activity um, two years ago. That's completely dropped away here in Queensland based on lending data. Um, the other thing is that um, the value of new lending to property investors was down 28.3% year on year up to the end of December 2022. So um, again, an indication that property investment activity um, has been lower in the last 12 months compared to the previous 12 months. Um, I'll also add that the composition of buyers in Queensland has not really changed from June 2022, when our market, our housing market here in Brisbane hit its peak in terms of growth, it plateaued and then its uh, median value started to fall. So between that point and November 2022, 22.5% uh, of borrowers were first home buyers, um, about 33% were investors, um, and the balance were those upgraders. So that indicate that that data hasn't changed in terms of the percentage allocated to each uh property buyer type. Um, so we're not seeing big shifts because of rising interest rates on who is borrowing, uh, but the volume overall is down. So yeah, refinancing is probably the, the number one when it comes to the lending side of it. Um, be interesting to see what happens with a few with the market, with what they're talking about with interest rates, um, things like that in the coming months, um, whether the, the first home buyers increase. Um, but yeah, definitely those refinancing side of things. Um, if we look at the sales then part, and we talked about this last week in in our last podcast um, when we talked about data, um, not that we not that we bag data and we pull it apart, but when we looked at that, we talked about auctions, and as we've said, Brisbane was, has never historically been that big auction city. Um, I think it it sort of started to get that way in that in that peak of the market. Um, a lot of auctions were very short campaigns, but if we look at the auction side of it. And we look at some of the um, the clearance rates, and I know that we've got some information, um, which is fantastic information through Apollo auctions. Um, but if you look at, say, Domain and Apollo, what are we seeing on the auction side of things? Yeah, look, when we look at the Domain data, it's absolutely um, apparent that the first couple of weeks in January 
in 2023 had um, much lower clearance rates than the first couple of weeks in January, 12 months prior. You'll recall at that time um, the Brisbane market was literally on fire, recording month-on-month growth of between 2 and 3%. So it was a very, very strong market, and it's not the same at this time in 2023. That said, when we look at the auction clearance rates between November and December last year and January and February this year, regardless of which data source we actually rely upon, the clearance rates are improving week to week and we're starting to see those um, auction clearance rates recover. Now, we have talked about in the past auction clearance rates are not always a reflection of um, the market strength in terms of buyer um, depth. Sometimes it's a reflection of the seller's um, intent or, or motivation to sell um, or the seller's motivation to actually meet the market. But that said, um, local auctioneering house, Apollo Auctions, have actually seen not only the auction clearance rates increase significantly, especially in the first couple of weeks that we've had here in February. Um, For example, in November, their average auction clearance rate in Brisbane was 58.18%. January, it was 64.9%. But in the first two weeks of February, they've had an auction clearance rate average of 76.8%. That's a big, big difference. Um, And when we look at the attendance, the number of people actually attending auctions across Brisbane, November, there was an average of 26.6 people per auction, January 28, and then in February, that jumped to 39.1. So the interest from buyers in the market has increased. And finally, the number of registered bidders. Uh, For those outside of Queensland, um, you may not know, you must be registered as a bidder to place a bid on a property. Um, In November and January, Um, we saw, according to Polo, an average number of registered bidders of 2.5 for both of those months. Now, that has jumped in the first two weeks of February to an average number of registered bidders of 5.75%. This is a big shift in terms of the buyer activity, and it's the more immediate data that we have access to because this data is available week to week based on the Saturday um, activity. Um, And we believe this is actually a reflection of what we've been observing on the ground in terms of heightened buyer activity at open homes and auctions. Yeah, and it's also shown, I mean, everywhere domain have shown an increase since, you know, the last quarter, October, November, December, and we've increased again now in those clearance rates as well. So although the data is a little bit different in in different um, sources that we get it from, um, it is still reflecting the same type of trend where it's actually increasing and the numbers are actually going up. Which is um, which is fantastic as well. Um, sales volumes then, if if you look at the sales volumes, I mean, obviously auction rates we've seen that increase. Um, what what's happening in the sales volumes? Look, year on year sales volumes, according to CoreLogic, are are definitely down. So CoreLogic reports that we've seen. Um, a decline of 19.3% in the number of properties that transacted over the 12-month period. Um, And in the last three months, that's where the majority of the the decline in activity occurred. So that was across October, November and December in 2022. And at that time, the rate of decline was 36.5%. So really sharp Um, falls in the volume of sales that actually occurred in the last three months of 2022. Interestingly, what we observed on the ground um, in some pockets were properties that were listed 
um, in the latter months of 2022, um, they almost became stale listings. They went under contract in January and, you know, we saw some of those properties that had been sitting on the market for a number of months actually transact. Um, and, of course, you know, that's not necessarily an indication that uh, the buyer's uh, price jumped up. It could also be an indication that the seller's expectations adjusted and it is too early to tell because that data for January won't be available, you know, until we hit March or April, uh, sorry, um, February or March in terms of settled sales. So, you know, we're always looking at what we're observing and what we're seeing on the ground. Um, and of course, our perspective is only relative to the locations that we are very active in throughout our city, uh, because, you know, the data also reflects all of Greater Brisbane, which is a huge geographical location and um, and not, not a, a service area that, that our company, Streamline Property Buyers, covers as a whole. Um, so we're talking generally about the Brisbane City Council region and what we're observing in the inner city areas. So, I mean, those sales, it's interesting when you talk about those properties that are listed late last year. I mean, it's always probably been a, a, a tough time when, when properties, people list them in December and they come through to that, they lag through that Christmas period in January. And as I said at the start of this episode, you know, we're all back to normal now in February. Um, it's a It's a funny sort of time of year when, where the properties sit there and as you said they could be stale but then come January buyers want to buy again and people back in the market so the sellers go oh, well it's probably sitting sat on the market for a little while even though everyone's been having Christmas um, and they're back to sell it again now in the um, in the new year and I'll also say that um, just this year over the 2022-2023 Christmas New Year period, um, the industry as a as a general statement did shut down. Yeah. There was the opportunity for sales agents and buyers agents to take a break. Um, in contrast, in the uh, Christmas and New Year period between 2021 and 2022, that just did not happen. I mean, we transacted and, and purchased a property on Christmas Eve. We were inspecting properties between Christmas and New Year. The industry did not shut down because um, there was still so much motivation from sellers to sell and, and for buyers to buy. So, you know, that potentially the sales volumes um, that are lower could reflect that the fact that the industry was taking a well-deserved break as well. And that was during covid if, if we all remember what COVID sort of was, because it seems to be something in the past now. Um, if you're looking at different parts of the market, then uh, I know we talk about say, sales volumes and something that is always quite interesting. And, and again, it can be sort of um, debated this one as well is, is the segments of the market on what's performing and, and what isn't. Yeah. And look, when we look at price segmentation, um, According to CoreLogic, it's still showing that the top end of the market in Brisbane is being impacted the most in terms of median value changes um, compared to the bottom end of the market. So we look at the top 25% of property values. Um, in the last quarter, there has been a decline of negative 6.6% in that market. Um, the middle segment of the market, which is the middle 50% of properties that have transacted, um, a change of negative 5.2%. And then in the bottom end of the market, um, the lowest 25% of property values that are transacting, um, that change has only been negative 2.1%. Now, remember, this is dwellings data. Um, in Brisbane, the majority of units will fall into that bottom segment of the market, meaning the lowest 25% of property values. 
Um, and we can see um, that the unit market is definitely performing uh, much better than the housing market in terms of the, the changes in median values. So, you know, some of those um, discrepancies in the data need to be further investigated before we draw a blanket conclusion. And unfortunately, we don't have the granularity within the data to be able to make an assessment as to why these trends are happening, because we don't actually know whether the each segment of the market is trending downward because of the total compositional shift in what is actually selling as well. So, you know, we can only look at the data and, and make some interpretation, but without more granularity, um, it's very difficult to confirm whether the top end of the market is in fact being impacted the most because we can still see um, there are very um, exclusive high-end properties selling at an absolute premium and there's been evidence of properties that have sold in the last have been purchased in the 18 the last 18 months that are reselling um, at the top end of the market and and the value uplift has been you know quite phenomenal it's certainly not been a decline in value so yeah there's, there's definitely been some properties that have sold recently that are at that high end of the market um and and they have actually sold so it, it is it is one to keep an eye out as well on that section but obviously not wanting to to be biased against you know property movements one way or another there's also evidence of properties that have you know been purchased in the last 18 months and have resold for a lower price so it is very property specific um and that's why it's just important to get um a more local understanding of what is transacting and why um to to really interpret some of these big data trends so we've, we've touched on some lending, some auctions and some sales volumes. Obviously, a big influence on this is the listings. Um, if we don't have the properties to buy, then people won't buy them, will they? Absolutely. And, you know, we've seen a decline in new listings in um, in Brisbane of, according to CoreLogic, negative 44.4%. Um, that was in the four weeks up to the 8th of January compared to the equivalent period 12 months prior. So, you know, that could be because, as we mentioned, um, 12 months ago, there was a lot more activity in the market and sales agents and buyers agents were still very active over that Christmas New Year period, whereas this year the industry took a break. So it could be a seasonal trend based on market conditions at the time. But that is a big shift in the number of properties available for sale that are new opportunities for buyers that are looking to buy. Um, because if we've seen at the same time um, a shift in the, the number of buyers that are out and active, and I think that can be supported by what we're seeing in some of that early auction data that's coming through, we've got this imbalance again between, you know, not a lot to buy, um, but but really strong demand, and, and we all know what can happen in that situation. Yeah, I think that you've got a good point there when you talk about the, the timing of the year and a lot of people were probably cashing in as well when the market was going crazy um, and they were just making the most of it and saying, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell out and I'll, I'll get out of this property. So a little bit different now, but the volume of buyers, um, which we'll touch on later on, we get on, on the ground, um, but the, the number of buyers out and about is, is still very strong at the moment. Um, dwelling values, let's jump in there and um, throw some numbers around on, on the dwelling values. Yeah, well, of course, you know, month to month, we're now reporting on the two big data sets that are coming out. One is CoreLogic and one is PropTrack. Um, now, we would expect consistency in the data sets, but there's not always that's not always the case. So uh, we're going to look at the CoreLogic uh, data first. Remember, Dwellings is um, a combined um, value that includes both house and unit data sales. So for the month of January, Brisbane dwelling values declined 1.4%, according to CoreLogic. 
Um, and according to PropTrack, uh, for the same period uh, for January 2023, um, the monthly change was negative 0.07%. So very, very minor change. So a little bit of a difference in the data sets there. Um, but the general trend is that there was a small decline. And remember, this is based on activity that would have occurred in November and December 2022. And houses? Yeah, so obviously house values, um, we've indicated earlier that house values have declined and have been declining at a greater pace in terms of median value changes than the unit uh, market itself. Um, in the month of January, according to CoreLogic, we saw a monthly decline in house values of 1.3%. Um, and yet according to prop track data um, for the month of January, settled sales data showed um, a change of only negative 0.13%. So um, again, the trend is definitely down, but um, CoreLogic is showing a much greater decline than that prop track data in terms of what's actually happening month on month at this point in time. And I know you talked about the unit market a little bit earlier. So the unit market itself has, has performed pretty well, um, obviously holding itself again. Yeah, look, we look at the uh, CoreLogic unit data for the month of January, a decline of only negative 0.2%. Um, and then we look at the monthly decline according to PropTrack, and that um, was actually not a decline. It was a positive gain of 0.33%. Um, both CoreLogic and PropTrack data are reporting annual gains in the unit market. Uh, CoreLogic showing a 5% annual gain and the prop track data showing something similar at 5.52% annual gain. So, you know, the unit market definitely more resilient in the current um, rising interest rate environment than the housing market and potentially in Brisbane, a big factor contributing to that is affordability. And we've seen that that buyer demand shift and, and buyers are prepared to make a compromise on product type just to stay in some of the um, locations that, that are more of the lifestyle regions, but, um, you know, these these homes, these properties being units are much more affordable rather than looking at a house in the same location. Now, I know we talked about the units, I don't know when, it was a long time ago, 12 months, 18 months ago, and we said watch the unit market. Um, we think there was going to be some change there. Mm -hmm. um, it has changed. And as you said, it's been holding its own. It's been doing really well. Um, I think there's good opportunities in that side of things for investors as well. Um, the other reason, which we'll jump into now, is the rental market. Absolutely. And this, this will actually show you, you know, when you buy a, a, an investment property, um, the opportunity to get a tenant in there pretty quick. Yeah, and in Brisbane, look like a lot of other places around Australia, the um, the residential vacancy rate is is still very tight. Now, we saw a se seasonal uplift um, in December where rental vacancies increased to 1.1%. Um, in January, that dropped down again to 0.8% according to SQM research. So strong, um, strong market in terms of not many properties available to rent. So from a property investor's perspective, um, it does put that upward pressure on rents. Um, it's not because investors are trying to make more money. It's supply and demand when there's not a lot of properties available to rent and a lot of tenants looking for a place to call home. Um, supply is tight, demand is high, and that's what pushes the prices up. So when we look at those gross rental yields, because 
in the housing market, the value, uh, median value of houses has been declining whilst the median rents have been increasing. We've seen a huge improvement, um, gross yields across all of Greater Brisbane are now sitting at 4.1%, something that Brisbane has um, a huge advantage over other big capitals such as Sydney and Melbourne, and, and that is the income opportunity that comes with some of these um, these these inner city homes for 4.1% as a, a general gross yield is actually pretty high. Um, of course, it's not the same in all locations, nor is it the same for all types of properties, but that's a, a general trend. And then, of course, um, in the unit market, uh, we've actually seen some of those cash flow investors um, coming back into this product type because gross yields are much higher now um, at 5.3%. We've seen really strong unit price growth as well. And in fact, when we look at the core logic 12-month change in the rents that are being achieved, the unit growth or the, the growth in rents in the unit segment of the market has now outpaced the growth in rents in the housing segment of the market. So in housing, 12.5% annual growth, according to CoreLogic in Brisbane, whereas units, 15.3% annual growth. So overall, as an asset class, um, over the last 12 months, units have definitely outperformed houses in Brisbane, both in capital growth and also in rental price growth and therefore the overall investment return. And you're absolutely spot on, Scott. 12 months ago, we called that based on what we were observing on the ground. So if you took our advice 12 months ago and you invested in the unit market, congratulations, you'll be thanking yourself. Um, we don't expect um, to see the unit market suffer anytime soon because there's just a simple lack of um, available supply. And, um, you know, Scott and I personally took that plunge. We we put our money where our mouth is and um, and we did the same. We invested in that space and, um, you know, we've reaped the rewards from that as well. So yeah. we practice what we preach. I, I still think there's really good opportunity in that unit market. I, I think there's Brisbane as a city and the way we're starting to change and develop and grow. People do want that lifestyle. People want to live close to the CBD. They want the shops, the cafes, the lifestyle. Um, with rental um, returns like that, um, with yields like that and the way the, the volume the vacancy rates are so low and, and the rent you're getting back on it and the increase that's happening in those rents, um, I think it's good news for investors um, looking to get into that unit market. So keep watching this space and we'll keep telling you what's happening on that. So yeah. um, as a bit of a summary. Yeah, look, I think that based on the data that is being reported at the moment, you would assume that it's all doom and gloom here in Brisbane in terms of what's happening in the property market. But, you know, based on our on-the-ground experience, it's actually quite different. And I think that's where we just want to help people understand that um, the data in this instance um, may not always reflect what, what's actually happening. Um, I do expect that the the worst is behind us um without a doubt uh just based on the the imbalance between supply and demand we had a conversation in our office um uh earlier today around you know what might happen if there's any forced selling because people may need to offload if they come off fixed interest rates and they can no longer afford to hold their assets um and my response was very simple that 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 scenario um you know we don't want that to happen, obviously, because it's awful if people cannot afford to, to hold a property that they have purchased. But we don't expect any significant volume uplift in, in the number of properties that that will bring to the market. That said, if anyone does need to sell based on the buyer debt that we're seeing in the market, once again, 
we feel that there's enough buyers to absorb um, an increased volume of, of new listings. And, you know, when we're down 44.4% on new listings compared to the equivalent period last year, we need more properties to buy. Um, and, you know, at some point we're going to have to, to see people start to list. Whatever that trigger might be, we don't know, but um, we want sellers to have confidence to be able to put their property on the market knowing that the buyers are there and they're ready to transact. So um, it's it's too early to call what's happening in the market based on on-the-ground activity, but we're certainly seeing improvements um, and we do expect in the weeks ahead that we're going to come to a fairly certain um, confirmation in terms of whether we're flatlining, um, you know, whether the market's still trending down based on, you know, median values or, or whether we're actually starting to see um, a very short and small recovery. Yeah, I think I think on the ground, as, as, we, as we've said a few times today, there are a lot of buyers out there. Um, our team at Streamline Property Buyers, we're out and about midweek, weekends. Um, if, you, if you want to have a look and see what's happening, have a look at our Instagram um, and see what's happening there. Our team does post a lot of... Um, images or videos up there on weekends especially um, when we actually show how many people are at auctions how many people are doing open homes we love to just show people actually what's happening on the ground sorry if you want to jump on that anytime have a look just um, so that you know the um, handle is streamlined property buyers so pretty easy to find us on instagram but um, we also provide some value add hints and tips for property buyers so um, if you're in the market and you're on instagram uh, please follow us for, for those updates week to week Yep, and you'll see the buyers' numbers are high. Auction numbers, I, I still think, are quite high. Bidders are increasing. We've seen a few multi-offers come back in on some properties. Um, this is, as we, as Melinda said, and we've said a few times, location-specific, okay? So where we're sort of looking is obviously a, a popular area. Um, so we're seeing some multi-offers come back in certain properties, um, and some properties are still selling very, very fast. Mm -hmm. um, the right property in the right location, sellers' expectations, um, buyers there. I think it's a bit of a summary. I think there's still opportunity. Uh, I think there is still really good opportunities in Brisbane um, to buy in the Brisbane invest here or relocate. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunities. Um, and that's about a wrap from me for the for the market update. Um, I'll let Melinda say a couple more words to close things out. Um, and until next week, thanks very much for listening and bye for now. Yeah, as a final wrap, I would like to say that the biggest thing that um, that I'm observing at, on a local level is consumer confidence has been pretty low and, and big media messages do have an impact on, on how confident consumer how confident um, consumers might be on a week-to-week -week basis. So, you know, as soon as we start to see stabilisation of those interest rates, perhaps the messaging will become a little bit more neutral or, or in fact, even positive and, and that is potentially enough to sway some of the, the heightened buyer activity into confident um, negotiation or confident bidding um, and, and then the market becomes a more normal type of market. Look, I hope that's been a helpful update for you once again. Um, we like to, to report on the facts, help you understand what we're seeing so it gives you an indication of, um, of what the data is telling us but also without the sensational headlines that can accompany some of the, the data shifts that we have been seeing. Um, until next week, hope you have a fabulous um, week ahead. As always, if you do enjoy our content, don't forget to leave us a review on your favourite podcast player and we will speak to you again soon. Bye for now.
Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.